0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal DiStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind
1: Pump, for the first 30 minutes, we have the intro where we just uh, talk about cool stuff like the elimination of team captains in schools. You know, when we were in school back in the day... They used yeah. to pick team Camptons, and we would pick the teams. Well, they don't do that anymore because schools have become weak sauce. They're scared. We talk about being picked last in school, actually. Find out who's been picked last. <laughs> yeah. We talk about the recent <laughs> You'll never guess. Uh, the recent right. heat wave here in the Bay Area, in particular here in San Jose and in Santa Cruz. We talk about Adam's great fall. Or did Sal push me? Uh mm. <laughs> he almost died, but then he <laughs> didn't. And then we talk about what happened during the Ice Bath Challenge. By the way, that video was on YouTube. You got to check it out. Um, here's a hint. Uh, body fat helps. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Big cakes. <laughs> then we talk about uh, optimizing and balancing the body by focusing on the big rocks. And we also mention... The green juice from Organifi, in fact, I made green juice popsicles because it was so hot. You're still creative. And they were so refreshing. If you want to get some of those popsicles, you go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, type in the code MINDPUMP for a discount. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, how does one know if they're able to eat intuitively and still reach their personal body goals? What is eating intuitively? What does that mean? Are you ready for it? The next question was, if you were a head coach for a team, how would you run your team? Would you be physically demanding and risk injuries, or would you take a different approach? In other words, would you injure everybody, yeah. or would you train them properly? Then we answered the question about plyometrics versus isometrics. Which one is better for sports? Lots of metrics there. Yeah, which one's better for sports, powerlifting and your typical weekend warriors? And finally, is there any friction between me, Adam, Justin, and Doug... Because of our different lifestyles. Do we need lube. And personalities. Right. Uh, do we rub hard on each yeah. other? Cause fires. We talk about that in that particular question. And finally, check it out. This month, if you buy any MAPS program or MAPS bundle, you'll get MAPS Prime for free. MAPS Prime is the program that teaches you how to prime your body properly before your workout. It will literally take your current workout and make it more effective simply by doing an individualized pre-priming session, which Prime teaches you to do. However, there's a caveat. If you enroll in the Super Bundle, which is one year's worth of exercise programming and already includes Maps Prime, we're going to throw in Maps Prime Pro. Also, if you get the Prime and Prime Pro Bundle, which have them all already in there, then we're going to give you Maps Performance for free. In other words, enroll in any Maps program you're going to get some shit for free. Yeah. You can find we this all at mindpumpmedia.com. T-shirt time. Give away some shirts. Give away some shirts. How are we doing on reviews? Fold them up and fly them. 19 reviews. Okay, not bad. That's not bad. It's not legal. Bad. It's
0: legal. Mm. <laughs> it's legal? <laughs> Thank goodness.
2: <laughs> so we're giving worried. away
0: five shirts, and they're going to the Primal Savage. Yeah. Bill. Oh. <laughs> Mitch wow. Webb, 15, B-Ball. Huey, 5 9 Undefined Lines 89, and Ashley Stacks. All of you are winners. Stacks. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Thanks, everybody. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) Who's going to be last? Who's going to be last? Adam or Justin? Justin, of course.
2: Oh, man. Slacker, dude. Yeah.
3: I'm in.
1: One of these things doesn't belong. Remember that no. Sesame Street? Yeah. No one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, you yeah. know, kids are pussies nowadays. Because when we were kids, <laughs> kids, that was the shit we were singing. You know what I'm saying? Like one right. of you doesn't belong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Deal with it. Cause you yeah. thick skin. Yeah. Get uh, the fuck out. That's it. You know they don't. You let, have a weird face. You know. You know they don't. They don't let. Uh, they don't do team captains in schools anymore. Are you shitting me? No, you can't. You can't even be a leader anymore? No, they don't let you pick teams like yeah, that, dude. so discriminatory. Do you
3: know why? So it's one person's not left
2: out. Because always
1: yeah, someone's yeah. last. You know what? I
3: remember that. I remember. You know what's funny, actually? I remember, I remember the only time in my life being, I was in second grade, and it was kickball.
1: You got picked last? I got wow. picked
3: last. That was the only time in my life. They, 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 never, ju- they But you know what, so? though? It motiv- That was second grade. Mot- mm. I fucking after that forever became an athlete. At that point in my life, I was yeah. heading down the road of Sal. Yeah. I probably could have been more into encyclopedias and reading had I continued, if I let that discourage me. But instead of that letting that discourage me, mm. you know what it did, Justin? Yeah, it motivated me to be a better be kickbox champion. To be kickball yeah, champion. Yes.
2: You to- know what's interesting is I had that same moment in sports. Like you know, like I, I, I wasn't able to like see the field right i was sitting on the bench i was playing baseball and it just would irritate the shit out of me but that forced me to get better and
1: so i got better uh, you know the irony is sports is, uh, the irony is I've, i don't think i ever really got provided picked. that i don't think i ever got picked last i that, swear to god that's what you know i was I'm, always somewhere in the middle getting picked uh, but you know they say the reason why they don't let it happen anymore is cause they say it's traumatizing right which I think you guys just fucking proved since you remember in second grade yeah. you got picked last. Good job, Adam. That, now, now now they're gonna keep not yeah, doing it.
3: Okay, well I think traumatize is the wrong word, but is mm-hmm. was, it Challenged was it forever memorable. Was
1: it forever memorable?
3: Absolutely. Now can something that's forever memorable change you for the good? Absolutely. Well, Does it and the, now the question is do a mo- majority of people are they motivated by something like that or are they demotivated so that's that would well, be Well let's
2: talk about how people respond to criticism and how people don't they want to completely deflect uh, where they suck right like they don't want to admit that they're not good at something right, right. Why, why can't somebody sucks. yeah and why can't somebody else point that out? You know, like that. We're in a world now where you can't even point that out to somebody else. Like, oh, you suck at this. And,
1: and you know, who, you know who ends up. <laughs> you, know? Point, you know what happens anyway. In I do life? that to sell all the yeah. time. You know what happens in life anyway. Life will point shit out to you. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So Would gonna- you rather it come <laughs> yeah. from like a friendly face? Yeah, you, know what I mean? you imagine you're like you graduate. That's what's happened sometimes. You know, Those kids graduate college. And they're like, yes, I'm fucking great at everything. Like everything yeah. I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. All A's. I don't A's. think I've ever All sucked. All A's. Fuck, I meet so many kids. All like A's. That. Then they go, to, how you have an F in life. Yeah, they're just, oh my God, I'm the best. <laughs> All A's at this. in school, oh, yeah. F in life. Then they go apply at a company. And <laughs> no, like, you're not. They apply at a company and, they, and they, you know, they're getting interviewed by, the, report, by right. the HR manager. HR manager's looking at the, their resume, and like, okay, so uh it says here you have no experience whatsoever. You have a degree in uh, basket weaving and uh, yeah. classical history. And uh, you would like to the position of CEO. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hand it to me, please. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. How does that work out? Yeah. So this weekend, um, I think... We were on the sun this weekend. San Jose was closer to the sun. Oh my than normal. god! Yeah, why it was, was like, it so fucking it was like hot?
3: Mercury? Hottest day of the Here. year for us, I believe. Right? I, I think, don't
1: remember it ever
3: being fuck? that hot. No,
2: 115 was, at one
3: point. It was something weird. It was so hot, it was weird.
1: It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't it Katrina, make sense. Like, this is strange.
2: How right hot now. was it in Santa Cruz? Yeah, it was like I, I'm not even joking. It was 115, and then it was like 111 in the shade in in santa cruz this is fucking weird oh my god i thought we finally
3: calmed down but that was one day i thought we pay these astronomical prices to live here to not have that that yeah i thought
2: that's why we fucking we don't even have cactuses what the (laughs) hell's going on it it was it was did you guys go swimming and shit all day long or what yeah i went in the ocean man i had to get in some cold water like we were there all day uh, was it Saturday? Yeah, we were we were there Saturday, and I I'm not usually a big beach person because especially because like everybody like and beaches? their mother you know drives across the hill and like it's just a clusterfuck. Was to it get crowded? Like the, well, I'm sure it was crowded. Well, I went to one that you know, well I'm not even gonna say because I don't want people to go there.
1: <laughs> oh, you're one <laughs> of those people. Yeah, but it, like we
2: got there and it was like, you know, it was still crowded for what it was, but um, you know, it, it was fine because. Like, at least that way we had access to the beach and we could go in the water. And so we were there like the entire day. I was in the water. I, I, I'd i get out and the, the sand was so fucking hot. You know, it was just, everything was just like emanating heat. I had to be in the water.
1: Oh, yeah. We went to the pool. Me me and the kids were in the pool all day long, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man, it was, I mean, it hit 115 here in San Jose. It reminded me of when I lived in uh, Palm Desert. That kind of heat, like when you get mm. in the car, yeah, and you can't touch anything in the car. Yeah, you can't. You like open the
2: oven, and it just this blast of heat.
1: It was, it was, uh, it was nasty. Thankfully, I have AC. Do you guys have AC? Mm. I only have not it in my house. So I uh-huh. only have it
3: in my master bedroom. So everything else in the house is not AC. And even then, we were blasting it twenty four seven for two days straight, and it could never get my room below seventy. It just couldn't yeah. get it below seventy. It was too much. Crazy. I had ice packs on me all week, yeah. uh, weekend long, and uh, eventually, and I had them on my back, but I was like, ended up putting them all over my body, <laughs> <is> like, <laughs> true, just keep oh, them coming. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, dude, how is your back, by off. the way? Uh, yeah. You got to tell the audience what happened. So oh, uh, man, We were worried about you. I'm a bit fucked up, I'm not going to lie. He's I'm, trying to wrestle I, I, Doug. I'm, yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm to wrestle the chimp. Doug I got Fucked up. Uh, oh. so, you know, I'm, I'm not one to bitch and moan when I, when I, cause I've been hurt plenty of times playing sports my whole life. Uh, that was the first time though I've ever fallen off a fucking 10 foot ladder and landed <laughs> on my back. That's for
1: sure. I don't uh, think it's 10 feet though. It is 10 feet. It is a 10 feet ladder? Yeah, ladder. Dude. So all I remember was, cause you were on the top of the ladder. We were trying to put the ice bath tub cause we were done with our ice bath challenge, yeah. which by the way, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Fucking hilarious! We're going to talk about that yeah, too in a second. because I want to make sure time. I defend myself for losing. Uh, right. but, <laughs> Here we go. but we were putting the tub up, so Adam's on the top of the ladder, and me and was it you, Doug? Were you helping with no, us? That was you and Taylor. Oh, t- me and Taylor. We were pushing it up to help him, and it's really awkward. Yeah. And so I'm looking. I'm not looking at Adam. I'm kind of looking away because I'm the way I'm positioned. And all of a sudden, the the tub is out of my hands, and I hear cuckoo, and I hear Adam. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sound you made it was like oh well, it knocked the like air out of body me. hit it yeah. knocked the air out of me yeah. and i look over and adam's kind of
2: on his side yeah i caught the end of it Bro, I just caught adam with his hands and his legs up you know in the air for a, like,
1: what the fuck for a split second dude i'm like oh fuck we have we're gonna have to get uh bradley martin to be our new host yeah, yeah. yeah. or someone like that you know, you know what should, mean? Yeah. i mean i thought he might have died
2: handsome and opinionated <laughs> but you,
1: know, you, you uh but you 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 didn't break shit I didn't. You're way more resilient than you would you think. You want to know what's funny. Because so. you fell from a high position. Well,
3: no, it f- I fucked me up. I, my my left side of my back is swollen. I I definitely have not been able to train. It hurts to twist. Like, I'm definitely... It got me, for sure. I'm, I don't think I did any structural damage. I don't think I... Broke, compressed, cracked. You felt burnt. like bruised the shit out of it. Yeah, I, I yeah, think I bruised my internally. ribs. Yeah, I think I might have bruised my ribs. And you fell right on your side, right? Yeah, it was like side back, right? So I, I was. That's
1: that's smart because had you posted with your arm, that might have been that yeah, would have yeah, been bad. You know what?
3: You know what? So yesterday, what was the most sore? How funny is this? Was my core, my abs, because I must have braced so hard before I hit. I must have tensed up yeah. super hard and then taking that didn't it, it knock
1: the wind out of you, right? Yeah, it
3: knocked the wind out of me, um, just a little bit, not real bad. Um, and it, 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 reminded me, so I, I wrecked my ATV. Um, I was, uh, hitting tabletop jumps and I was racing, I was driving my buddies and my buddy has a twist throttle and I have a thumb throttle. I'm just, so I'm not used to it. And I went into the jump and I, it, it, they get a lot of power. So it, it pulled me back. And when it pulled me back, the natural reaction was a grip down on the throttle and that I gripped down on it and it took off on me. And so I went up this jump. Uh, it, was already riding a wheelie into the jump. So it automatically sent me in that back rotation when I hit cause it's a tabletop. So it's a steep ass lip. And it, so it threw me. And so if you can imagine, I was starting to do a barrel roll with an ATV, oh, shit. you know, off a, a monster, a monster jump. And so I bailed, I pushed away from it, but I was a good probably 12, 15 feet in the air and landed flat on my tailbone. That one really knocked the air out of me. But the same thing, like the, the adrenaline from the fear and the rush of, uh, you know, bailing from bailing from the, that and knowing you're going to crash and get hurt, uh, that was uh, like the shock. Like I hop right up. Like I don't even feel the injury. I don't feel it till like the next day. Uh, this was kind of like that, although I started to feel this in the evening time. I was like, oh, fuck oh, i yeah. feel it today it already like oh, oh tomorrow will be bad i went but right away though i mean i i was on it man i uh shit i hit the the red light therapy for uh, about 15 minutes before i left here then i went and saw dr brink and i got in did the cryotherapy then had him do laser on me uh, Are you I,
1: taking the the turmeric for the inflammation? Oh yeah,
3: I took I took turmeric. I've had nothing but veggies and fish and stuff like that. So I've been on, on all, this, all, all the anti yeah stuff. all the anti inflammatory stuff, and I've been icing like for twenty minute twenty minutes on thirty off twenty. I've Been doing that uh, like crazy. So I've definitely been um, staying on top of it and feel pretty damn good considering what happened to me.
1: Well, people died from falling off a well, fucking ladder, uh, dude. It All was, the time,
3: yeah. It was a, it was a nasty fall, man. It was it's up there with some of the the better crashes that I've had in my life. I've, I that the one I was saying that one actually I cracked my coccyx. Which talk about that's a shitty one because they can't do shit about that. So I went and saw. I had X ray. They had to rush me. To, they had to rush me to the hospital for that because I'm driving home and I don't. I know I'm in pain. It was a similar pain like just landing on your back like that. I knew like oh it did not feel good, and um, we're driving home. And all of a sudden, I lose all of feeling in my right leg, and I fucking freak out. I mean, I cannot feel, like I went from just kind of hurting my back to we're driving home, and then all of a sudden, poof, can't feel my my whole right side. And so <laughs> oh, I was shit. like, go to the ER. We rushed the ER, and so obviously I sw- my back; it got so swollen that it, you know, pinched the nerve, and then it got numb. Jeez. But that it reminded me of that fall. When I went down and thinking, oh God, like, I hope this is not one of those things that I can't do anything. Cause that one laid me up for a solid week. I was laid up from that and couldn't really do anything but ice and just lay around. You can't do anything for a cracked coccyx. So I was afraid that I might have done some damage like that on this one, but it was, I think I just have like a slight bruised rib, maybe. It just fucking hurts. Well, I'm glad you,
1: I'm glad you, <laughs> it just fucking hurts. From me to you, buddy. I'm glad you didn't yeah. die. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about that ice bath challenge. Uh, let's talk about what's yeah. going on. Well, let's hear your excuse. So, you got to go twice, uh, bro. No, no, no. So, we well, the there's two reasons yeah. why I went. There's Here's why I went twice, because I went first, which is- You volunteered, by the I way. I volunteered to go first, and <laughs> which did. means I didn't know you know, kind of what I was competing against. So it's very difficult, because I'm just going based off of whatever. Uh, I went again, because I wanted to see if I could best my time, which I did. The second time, I went longer than the first time. But one thing you'll see, and if you do special, like if you really pay attention and you do study, and you look at the animals of the Arctic, the ones that the ones that submerge themselves in Arctic waters <laughs> and that can stay submerged, uh, they all have a nice layer of uh, of uh, you know sea blubber, which will insulate fuck them. Fuck you for where you're trying to go. With.
2: <laughs> I know which insulates them like from ice. Correlate here, and
1: uh, so you don't see a lot of. <laughs> like, like shredded walruses oh, yeah. or stuff like that, right? Because yeah. sure. they need the insulation mm. from the from the water. So yeah, uh, yeah no, it's on it, the it, mind. It was difficult. It means
2: you know, <laughs> some people have weak minds it's because you're so lean. That's uh, what it is. Uh, yeah. It was I,
1: difficult. I they're can't not
2: able to really be in tune with their body. Right.
3: I actually yeah. thought and I, and I was okay with this. I had decided it was so fucking cold that when you started saying that you wanted to go a second time to try and push, I was ready to concede and say, I don't care to win that bad to go back in that motherfucker, and yet you still wanted to go, and then you still lost, bro. You got two times. I did. Because if I got a second time, I might have been able to muster it up enough to go after Justin's time, but I was
1: just like not having it. It's it's fucking hard, man. It's very difficult. If Um, I went first, you wouldn't even have
2: tried twice. That's probably probably right. Yeah, that's
1: probably right. No, I (laughs) would have. I would have fought for second. Yeah. But oh, uh, but your the 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 Wim Hof breathing. that's all, all joking aside, uh, that's fucking amazing, huh? Makes that big of a difference. Well, when you first went in before all that, you did all the training. Was it different? How did it work? Did they have you? Use the more.
2: Well, I think it's more like gaining access to to calming. You know your your autonomic system. So. For the most part, like the breathing, just helps you to get in tune with you get know, feeling to that. that. Right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it honestly, I didn't do any of the breathing or anything in prep to going into that. I just knew I was trying to, um, you know, I, spend some time by myself to really kind of access that again and get that calmness and to be able to relax as quickly as possible, uh, getting into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that way I was able to not, what I did notice with you guys is you were answering questions. You were, you were really, really tense and you're, you're trying to squeeze all those answers out. And I just knew that was destined to fail. So,
1: well, you, you didn't just beat us. You, you dusted us. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah. three times that yeah would you like six minutes or something ridiculous yeah, like it was that over yeah, it was minutes. over yeah. six minutes yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous bro yeah.
2: that hurt I mean I'm not gonna like at a certain point like I was able to relax through most of it but I think it was around like the last it was like five minutes maybe Mark I was just like oh shit, like
3: I'm losing like- So when you got out, I was going to ask you that because I didn't really get to ask you that. When you got out, did part of you get out because you're like, fuck, I don't want to be in here anymore? No, I got like scared. I felt like, I felt like once you got to a certain point, I'm like, fuck, he's going to go all day. I could have even gone longer, but what
2: what caused me to, to get out was really that like I didn't have, you know how your arms go to sleep? Yeah. And so my arms went to sleep, then it felt like- he, all the way into like my chest was starting to go to sleep. Oh, that would freak me out. So <laughs> like my, heart's, felt, g- my yeah. heart's gonna go to sleep real soon. Yeah, I now. swear to <laughs> God, I started to feel like oh, I was like, oh no. <laughs> like my whole body is going limp and I'm not gonna like I felt like I was just gonna slide in and then you guys were gonna have to pull me out. Cause like I, I didn't really feel any motor control after a while. I was like, oh shit, like my arms weren't working, my legs were getting really numb. Like everything had like I, I didn't really have access to it really anymore so I had to get out while I still had a little
3: bit so so uh, so many people inbox me talking shit like it's all easy. And I'm and oh I used to do that in football. I'm like, oh, first, send a video. Yeah, exactly. Send a video. Send a, send a
1: fucking video. And let me tell well, you. Well, hold on. Make sure you know the dangers of it because I don't want some asshole to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. staying there for 15 minutes. And next thing you know, we got a f- yeah, hypothermia some, or something. Well, yeah, that's what Captain I mean. Heroes. It is
3: fucking dangerous. And there's there, there's the mental there's that mental side of it where like I was wondering oh, Justin exactly that because when he got out. His skin looked burned. He was yeah. so fucking. Looked like the, I
2: was burned a little. Yeah, my skin.
3: Yeah, it it looked like you looked like you were gonna get frostbite all on this perfect line across your chest and your arms, just right <laughs> above your nipples. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's
2: yeah. right. Yeah. Then you have to you have to really like move, like get your core temperature up after you're done. So that that's all part of the process afterwards too, to kind of come out of it.
1: We got to do one in the sauna next. My bones were still yeah. cold. Oh, you me on that Two one, hours later. Sure. Yeah. Two hours later, my teeth. <laughs> <Yeah, you> t- <laughs> t-
3: my, t- my teeth were <laughs> me too. still chattering, yeah. dude. I was like, dude. I think it froze my bones a little bit, and they're still defrosting right now because I'm still chattering. I we
2: did, did it at a good time though, because it was so hot that day. Oh, like, we didn't yeah. even realize until we got out, and it was like it took all day for me to warm up. So sure. I
1: did because I went first. I did pee in there a little bit, Sheesh just fucker. so I want to tell you guys now on the podcast. <laughs> I thought I tasted something <laughs> salty. <laughs> Familiar, yeah. Yeah. and then you got back in it again. Yeah, well, that's
3: you mine. Know. <laughs> it's my pee. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's
3: not a big your, deal. Your brand. No, that was uh, that was cool. that was fun though. That was a, that was a good time. I thought that was, uh, and I'm hoping you know Ben Pekolski hit me up and asked me about the specs and how much ice we use and everything like that. So I don't know. I'm calling him out right now. So those of you guys that are listening, go mm. over there and bombard his Instagram and talk some shit to him because he did. Uh, text me and ask me all the specs like he was going to do it. So he he was one of those guys that was talking shit like that's no big deal. So I'm calling him out. Oh, right yeah. Now.
1: Let's see it. Let's so see it. Dude. How did you guys feel later in the day after that? Was any effect on your sleep or anything like that? I mean, I felt amazing
3: afterwards. That's I mean, what I going to say. Do, it does. Yeah. I mean, it, it's invigorating. I, I, and I've talked about the on this in the show a little bit. Like I've taken uh, and I don't remember. I think I got it off of Wim Hof's Instagram or fucking his blog or something. I don't know where I got it. But you know, he had this little thing that like um, to help teach people that are like just starting to get acclimated because obviously if you if you haven't trained to do this or focus on your breathing, like Justin said, been connected to that. Uh, you know, throwing somebody in an ice bath and saying see how long you can stay in there the first time is probably not the way you work up to this. So I was doing the shower. it wasn't just
1: staying in there though. We had to answer questions. Yeah, right. There's yeah, another. that
3: was a whole nother wrinkle. Right, sure. right. And which I that's I think that's what some of these guys that are like you know we're football players and they put half their body in. They're like, oh, I used to sit in an ice bath after football practice all day long and shit. I'm like, okay, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, thro- yeah. fill it. I all-
2: did too. And guess what? It was only to my waist.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. Come
2: on, get Yeah, you got to get.
1: Here. We were in there up to our Back. like chest and shoulders. No, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. All it literally way takes neck, your breath dude. away yeah.
3: yeah all the way to your it was right up to Take
1: the
3: neck <laughs> but i used to do the wim hof uh at the end of your shower 15 seconds of cold then 30 seconds of cold then 45 seconds of cold mm. then one minute of cold like so you do every week you progress it by 15 to 30 seconds right and man i would notice a huge difference when i get out of the shower just from doing that i mean you're aside from just being alert at the obvious, right? Put me through cold water, of course, you're going to wake up, but it, you really do. I feel the spike in energy, and it's it stays with you for quite some time. It's not like this shock and it wakes you oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's
2: addictive, man.
3: Yeah. And you know, you you know that we've been doing that forever, right? The, the, remember when it used to be half asleep and throw I mean I used to do this throw cold freezing cold water on my face before I go drive and it's three o'clock in the morning or something crazy like that. I mean it's something that it's just natural to do that, right? Yeah, I do that on days where I know I have to be like
2: clear and focused and sharp for that day. Like I'll take a really cold shower first thing in the morning.
3: Right. It's I think it's a smart strategy. I feel mentally clear. I feel way more alert and awake. Like it's definitely uh, it, it's, and when you go to that extreme, I know I feel like it, you see even more of that, right? Like, if you take a little bit of a cold shower, I feel a little more alert, a little more awake than I normally do if I take a warm shower. You sit in an ice bath like that for fucking a, a couple minutes, like, you get out. I am yeah. woke, yeah. the yeah, you, fuck? You're woke. I'm woke. You're woke, son. All, all, all day. Yeah. yeah,
1: my favorite thing to do with that is is the contrast where you go from sauna yeah. then to something like I that. I did that
3: at Ben Griefeld's house. That was really cool. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 That's a whole nother level, so, man. And yeah. you feel crazy amazing afterwards. So
3: some of your good spas will have that, right? So Or you've been up now to... Refuge. Refuge that is like that. I love mm-hmm. that. That's my favorite thing to do too. Although I can only handle about three rounds of that. And then after about three rounds, it starts to... F- like you, I can feel my systems fatigue. So that, you know, Isn't that a, interesting. It is interesting. I noticed the same thing. That's a good point. You know, well, think about it. If it's like any other system of the body, right? You're, you can and, fatigue it. And you, and yeah. if you overtrain it, like you're, I can tell after about three rounds of hot, cold, hot, cold plunges like that. And it, it's, Definitely working my body, and my body normally tells me right about round three that, okay, Adam, no more of this or else you're probably going to push mm-hmm. yourself too far. I even almost feel like if I keep doing this, I could get sick because I just feel worn down.
0: You
1: can train this system because you can get better at it, and then think of all the other things that your body ends up becoming stronger with because you've strengthened this particular system. Think of the carryovers. It's not that different from building your cardiovascular endurance or your strength in the sense that you notice all this carryover to other parts of your life. When you strengthen your body's ability to acclimate to heat and cold, you also get all of, a lot of this carryover it's a, it's a it's a system of the body and it's something you can train and exercise. I, I'm a, a firm believer in it because I've experienced it mm-hmm. myself oh, and the me, science supports in, it. in
3: my opinion like so when I think about things we always talk about paradigm shattering things or thing game changers for us uh, as far as uh, I used to get sick all the time all the time I used to get sick. And the two biggest things that have made the difference, I feel, personally, for me, uh, one was starting the hot-cold training and and incorporating that because I'm pretty uh, consistent with that. Not a month goes by where I'm not at the refuge or I don't find a hot-cold plunge type Mm -hmm. of situation where I can do that. Or I mean, even when we were on the cruise we were just on, we signed up for the the sauna in there, and I was doing the sauna, then cold shower, sauna, cold shower. So I, I do this quite a bit um that that and then uh, you know increasing my my veggie target so making Mm -hmm. sure that i'm getting sick and because six to eight servings is tough i've now introduced you know the green juice from organifi and using that so those two things uh have been the biggest game changer for me for like Warding off getting sick. I yeah, swear. Yeah, it's
2: interesting to put that together because, like, thinking about all the times I actually did get sick, it's either, I mean, obviously, I've worn my body down, like, stress wise. It, usually it's like, it's this buildup of like uh, all these different days in a row, the string of days in a row. Where I've just been constantly at it, add it, add it, and then there was a shift in either temperature, environment, or something drastic. You know, like the, uh, that, like did this to my body to where like I was trying to react to some some new stimulus, and it was like put me out. You right. Know? Yeah.
1: There's I, there's definitely something to it. Uh, I don't know if there's necessarily any science to support it yet, but. The anecdote is strong enough, right? Yeah. How many times have you heard people say, "Going from you know too too much contrast, yeah, like AC like, to heat, yeah, AC but when to you, heat"? When you
3: think about it, you say there's no science, but it's if you break down the real basic stuff, I feel like it's 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 almost obvious.
1: Think about it, like well, what I mean if, by no science, like I don't know if they've done a di-
3: direct right study. direct, yeah, no, no, I yeah. get, I know, get, well, I get what you're saying, but I mean, there's plenty of stuff to point that, you know strengthening any of your body's systems ha- are, is going to have carryover to a- aiding and helping other ones. And weakening mm-hmm. or not training a system is going to hinder some of the other mm-hmm. systems. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the bottom line. They Bro, all- you're,
1: right, you're right. You're absolutely right that there are some things that are really fucking obvious that we don't need science to – you don't need a specific yeah, study to, def- to define it. No, like if I'm going to go to the doctor and I have an ailment – And uh, I asked the doctor, hey, does my diet affect this? And the doctor says, no, we don't have any studies to support it. Like I know common sense says that how I eat is going to affect anything. So no matter what ailment I have, I can probably make it, I can probably approve upon it. By adjusting right, it's nutrition. probably not going
3: to—that virus, you know, what you eat may not affect that exact virus, but the systems of your body that help fight off that virus sure. and regenerate new cells sure. and make other—you know what I'm saying? Like, that does ha- a lot to do with nutrition, so why wouldn't it aid in that? And so, to me, those types of things just are— Dude, you,
1: you got to—the frustration I had going to the oncologist with my family member who had cancer and to—for the for the oncologist to say— specifically nothing you do with your diet is going to make a difference so don't even don't even worry about it eat whatever you want i'm sitting there like are you Ugh. i want to rip my hair yeah. out of my head like i can't believe and then you have to kind of debate you know with the oncologist after you right. leave like okay i know they said this but you can definitely help with these types of foods and it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit you're right there's a lot of obvious things that we don't need studies for and you're right this is definitely one of them well
3: and this is again going back to and i know what we built and started mind pump on was that message of, you know, the supplement industry and how they promote things. And it's just like, it's not that we're saying that supplements can't be used and they're not beneficial. It's like, there's much bigger rocks to address. And in in my opinion is, is getting each one of your systems operating correctly and optimally. If you can do little things, whether that be getting sleep uh, exercising properly, not pushing the body to failure all the time—you know, eating balanced meals—if you can do some of these things, not eating in a caloric surplus all the time—you know, all the, all these things are going to get each one of your body systems running more properly, which that is going to aid in your fat loss journey mm-hmm. or muscle building journey more than almost any supplement out there.
1: It's true, and there's also this. Mm-hmm. There's also this shift in thinking in the sense that. We identify systems of the body when, in reality, it's a system. Right? It's yeah. one. System. It really is. Yeah. So when you go, you you know, you have an ailment, and, and you think, uh, "Oh, I have an issue uh, with my bones, or with my kidneys, or with my heart, or with my you know my nervous system." We isolate different systems of the body and think of them think of them as being autonomous and doing their own thing. When in reality, it's not. It's all one. System, even though we, I, I, you know, I know why we divide them up because that's how we learn specifics about them. But in reality, it's yeah, all specialize one. Specializer, it's it. it's all one system. So if you have, uh, you know, some a symptom that's being expressed in one symptom, like a neurological disorder, well, I know that optimizing all of my systems uh, is really optimizing the one system that encompasses even this, you know, this nervous system issue or whatever. So. That was a big one for me. Is just looking at the whole thing and saying, "Wait a minute, it's not one. It's not piecemeal. It's it's all one. If I can work on the whole thing, then it's all going to work better, regardless of what." And then I think when you
3: understand that, and if you're somebody who's just here to lose weight or build muscle, which is a a large portion of people, you start to prioritize uh, a little bit different. So instead of getting so hung up on the latest and greatest thing to do or take. It's like, what are some things that I can do already to improve one of my systems? And like, I gave the examples of, you know, the sleep because that's normally Mm -hmm. one of them. It's like, dude, if sleep and stress are major things in your life right now, and you're trying to lose 15 pounds, like, even more than probably your working out Mm -hmm. will benefit, is actually addressing the stress, addressing the lack of sleep, addressing the these types of issues. Seems
2: counterproductive, but when you really like dive into that and you see all the benefits it provides and you already being in this really high state, you know, like adding another element of stress, whether it's physical stress, what is that really going to do, you know, for your current state where you are right now? Like if you just mend, like think about what that will do for your metabolism and all the rest of the system. Think about it this way. If
1: you think of a human person, a human body and, and everything that it encompasses, everything from their mind to their whatever, everything, right? And then you list the most important things that will determine the survival and the flourishment or of this particular human, what would you list, okay you would list uh sleep, food, shelter, water. Breathing, Like, what are the things that you can't do without as a human? Like, right. the, the most important thing. Right, right, right. Okay? Now, just optimize those. Right. And you've taken care of almost everything. Like, breathing. How long can a human go without breathing? Right. Right? You need that. That's optimal. Do you think that uh, optimizing how you breathe... Right. Could influence the, in your your health. Yeah. Right. You better fucking believe it. In fact, it's one of the most important things because breathing, in fact, is essential. Right. Same thing with just eating and just moving and you know uh, your state of mind. Like these are so much more important than all these little little tiny things that we t- we try to place importance upon. We almost dismiss all those things. We don't even think about them. Right. Um, but but we know they're super important when you start to think of the body um, as a whole. So just interesting stuff by the way talking about the green juice you know what i did with the green juice because it was so hot is i made uh so uh the one thing i don't like about the green juice uh and i'm it's kind of tongue-in-cheek is it tastes really fucking good so it's like you want to drink it all the time (laughs) so i made it into popsicles i got ice cubes and i put yeah and i put uh popsicle sticks in there Ah. and then pull them out and it's Freaking hot. And oh, just, that actually tastes good, huh? They're really huh. good. Well, I mean, the drink
3: tastes good. I wouldn't think to make it a popsicle. Well, when it's cold, it's even better. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So well, I was especially just, with these last couple of days. I was just
1: doing that. It's hot, and I'm like, all right, this is good for me. It it's tastes it's, good. It's
3: become a staple for me. I mean, I just... Right now, too, uh, because I'm not trying to... I was on the build, and so then I was eating quite a few meals. So I'm not eating that many meals right now a day and so it's even harder for me to get all my veggies in so it's pretty much just become a regular i'm drinking that every day right now but i enjoy it it's refreshing it's hot it's, it tastes That's good fair, cool shaking it up with uh, a little bit ice it doesn't take much so minty fresh i'm a big fan yeah, it's good
0: First up is Alex Zald99. How does one know if they're able to eat intuitively and still reach their personal body goals? What a great question. This is a very good question. You
1: know why I like this question? Because of all the things I've ever said on Mind Pump, easily the most misunderstood thing I've ever said is uh, all in regards to eating intuitively. In fact, I have clients that I coach, uh, you know, virtual clients. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, I ate intuitively yesterday. And I'll look at their nutrition. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, oh, I was at a party. So I just ate intuitively. Yeah, intuitively. And so they ate like burgers and fries I and ate pizza. For and my cupcakes. cravings. And so people confuse eating intuitively with just not giving a fuck or eating whatever they want. <laughs> it's not the same thing. So, number one, okay, and eating intuitively, you have to understand eating intuitively is, is being connected to your body, being connected to what your can, body really needs. Can we really just, needs. can
3: we start before you go on and explain this too? Cause I think this is another thing that people misunderstand. This is a, there is a very, 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 very small. In fact, it's probably right up there with uh, what we talked about the other day on the show about how many people are actually billionaires and make a hundred million dollars in companies. Mm. This is up there. Okay. This is like the one percenters dude there's not a lot of people that can truly truly intuitively eat not, so not I want I want to put that out there yeah, as you explain this
1: not right off the bat it's 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 more no, ever it, well no it's not <laughs> it's no different than here okay eating intuitively is not as hard as being a billionaire it's now it's not as it's as common as being a billionaire right yeah, yeah, now yeah, yeah fair enough. but it's not as hard I yeah. could t- I could teach people to become intuitive with their diet. Uh, way easier than I could ever teach people to become billionaires or to be, or or build a 400 pound bench press or a 500 pound squat or anything like that. Like it doesn't require uh, those levels of genetics and stuff like that. In no, fact, everybody has the capability. Fair enough. to eat intuitively. The the problem is is that in today's modern life, we are taught not just to not eat intuitively. We're taught to ignore our bodies to the point where mm-hmm. if I tell someone. To do anything intuitively, they have no fucking idea what that means. They have zero idea. Nobody knows what real hunger feels like because we eat on a regular schedule, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you're in fitness, even worse, you're eating every two or three hours. Uh, If you're trying to gain weight, you ignore the signals of feeling stuffed or bloated or I don't want to eat this. Uh, so you end up becoming robotic about it if you're trying to lose weight you ignore the signals of hunger and cravings and needing variety and i'm just going to force feed myself this particular food or whatever if you're um you know uh, just a regular person the only thing you you uh eat intuitively on is your emotions so it becomes an emotional thing like i feel like eating you know this is what people will say like what do you feel like eating right now um let me think what do i feel like eating like They're literally. They're not. That's not intuitive. What they're feeling like doing is they're going in their emotions (laughs) and thinking like, "What's going to make me feel happy? This is out right now. This
3: is really easy. If you okay, how does one know if they're if they're able to eat intuitively and still reach their personal goals? If you have to ask, it's not you. (laughs) So that's a pretty simple one because I I think of intuitive eating is like uh, you you have. You have trained, I think, to get yourself in shape and tracked and paid attention to all these things and connected the dots. In other words, you've been practicing, yeah. you know, playing the game for a long for time. like, decades. Yes, before somebody just walks away and says, I don't, I, I'm not going to track dude Because even
2: then, I mean, and, and you bringing up this point a lot, like, as far as, like, how much education needs to be established before you can even think about sort of removing yourself from reading labels and understanding um, you know, what macronutrients you know I should balance out and um, you know about how many calories I should fluctuate you know throughout the week and you know here, and you know what's my body composition and like there's just there's a lot of of due diligence that you, you really need to consider before you even bring up this conversation. Yes,
1: and here's what you're what you need to understand is that your body uh, is it has the capability to tell you exactly, what you need, when you need it. It's there. The signals are actually finely tuned through hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. Humans knew instinctively when they needed to go lick a rock for minerals and salt, Right. when they needed to eat certain you still plants, you see that
2: with pika eating, right? Yeah, with, yeah exactly. Well,
1: uh, when they needed to eat, uh, go hunting and eat meat, or when they could, f- you know, forage more, or and it was—it's all finely tuned. It's all there when they needed to drink mil- uh, water. None of them had schedules. None of them carried food with them. It was all there, but they were in touch uh, with their body. So before you can even think about eating intuitively, you have to like erase uh how you've been living by becoming more in touch with these things. So there's a few steps that I recommend to people uh to get themselves to this place. Now for number 1, you have to, you don't have to, but it's it's for the most part most people have to completely eliminate all processed and highly engineered foods. This is I think you have in my opinion, I think you have
3: to have gone through an elimination diet at one point in your life before you can. Otherwise, how can you have ever said that you've truly pulled these things that, and that's just the common thing? Well, how right? do you know
2: how they affect you? Right. right. So that that that's all part of the process of being aware and so like those these various stages that you can take towards intuitive eating, but definitely being aware of how each one of these uh food groups affects your body and what kind of signs and signals yes. it provides is so paramount. Yeah,
1: I'm totally gonna get there. So You start by eliminating all these processed and engineered foods. Now, here's why. Not because they're not healthy for you. They definitely aren't healthy for you. But the reason why we're eliminating them to become more intuitive is because these are foods that are engineered uh, by humans to hack your body's systems uh, and signals. They're designed to make you crave more, eat more, and to want more. They're engineered to be that way, so mm-hmm. you can't trust your body's signals when they're being hacked by these foods. This is a fact, okay? So there are flavors available and combinations available on the market uh, at every store that you would your body did not encounter when it was evolving these signals. It's just a fact, like the sweet and the salty and the texture and the chemicals and the preservatives and the colors. All these things influence your body's syst- uh, uh, signal systems of signaling. And they're hacked they've hacked you so so much that unless you remove them, you don't know what you're reading. You're reading something that's totally hacked, so that's number one number two, then you go into an elimination diet where you eliminate common food intolerances so that you can see how your body reacts to them when you start to reintroduce them and The reason why this is important is you want to make associations with food aside from the emotional associations and the way they taste because those are the only two associations that most people have is. How they make me feel emotionally? I'm happy. I'm eating this cake or whatever, and it tastes good. There are other associations that we ignore, like my digestion, my mood, my skin, my you know, uh, you know bloated, like all like these your other things. Energy, energy, like once, sex drive. There's so many. Th- there's so you, many things. Exactly. Once you can connect those dots, then you make those associations, and before you know it, your bo- you will start to learn to appreciate those foods for different things that you normally weren't paying attention to. The third thing is. And this is for healthy individuals, learn how to fast. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm, I'm saying you need to learn how to fast isn't because fasting is good for you, no. although it
3: is. You gotta learn that signal that what you used to think was your hunger signal. That's
1: it. You gotta go without. Yeah. You gotta go without. And, I, and, and I'd say start with a you know, 16 to 24 hour fast, but then when you get good at it, go for like three days uh, of a fast because you will become much more in tune with what your body really needs mm-hmm. when you go without. Totally. For a long period of time, and then the other thing is when you're eating, slow the fuck yeah, down. Yeah. Chew every morsel. One of the most mindless things we do when we we do in our lives is eat. There's almost nothing that we do that's as mindless as eating. Think about it this way: When was the last time you ate at a quiet in a quiet setting without your phone, without TV, without movies, without music, nothing? It's almost never, nobody ever does that. If they are by themselves and they eat, they're on their phone or they're watching TV or they're watching a movie. And so it becomes a mindless activity to where I'm filling up the space while I'm watching this particular thing. You have to do this. And by the way, that's okay once you become connected to your body. But right now it's not. If you're in this particular you know, phase of trying to become more intuitive, find those times, sit down, no distractions. It's just you and your food Don't drink anything with your food so that you have to chew it and literally pay attention to the way the food tastes, to how many times you need to chew it, to when you swallow it, to how you feel and stop eating when you feel, uh, when you're, when you're satisfied, not when you're stuffed. That's the other thing you want to pay attention to is that many of us are taught to eat till we're stuffed. So those steps that I just outlined right there will take you so far, but it takes a while. I'm not going to lie to you, if you're really training to the point where, and you pay attention to this and you make this something that you're conscious of, like, okay, I want to become more intuitive with my eating, if you're really, really good, you might be able to do it in half a year, most people are going to take a year or longer, no joke, it takes that long because it is such a, we've, we, we have unlearned this natural system uh, with our bodies to the point where when I get people to do this, it's like they're figuring it out the entire time. But once you get there... Dude, it doesn't end, at least in my opinion.
3: I mean, I'm still piecing little things together about stu- about myself.
1: I mean, even even to the yeah, point, I don't think there's a goal. I don't think it's like Boom, we, we were
3: ju- well, we were just talking about the how the hot and cold showers and the green juice like these are things that are still unfolding and revealing themselves to me now. Like, wow, I've, it's been and I, I've needed what you need is you need enough data, right? You need enough mm-hmm. consistency of to be able to say for sure that, oh, wow, when I when I eat all my veggies consistently for long periods of time. I do stay much healthier. And then, wow, when I do miss that uh, for a long periods of time, I do tend to get more sick. And that needs to happen to me, not once, not twice, but mm-hmm. that's happened now enough times where it's like, okay, now I can draw the conclusion and, that that's what it is. So it takes time to do all totally. this. Totally.
1: And by the way, this, is, this should be your goal, and you can have this goal of becoming more intuitive and learning to read. First of all, learning to read your body signals and then learning to eat according to them while you're following your goal of trying to lose weight or gain weight. So it's not one or the other. You can track, you can have macro targets and calorie targets and say, okay, I want to lose weight, so this is what I need to eat. This is what my coach is trying to do. And at the same time learn how to read your body signals and learn how to eat more intuitively. In fact, it's probably more effective to start that way anyway. We always recommend people yeah. start out by tracking. My client, Andrew, who was in here with, uh, I'm working with Andrew right now. He, he came in here when we did the trainer episode. Um, he's at a point now, dude, he tell, he's like tripping out. He's like, dude, I walk around with a six pack like all the time like, and I'm not even trying. He's like, I used to have to work so hard to get lean and then I'd get out of it. And he goes, now I just kind of maintain this and he's like, it feels almost effortless. Now, I've been working with this guy for months and months, and he's also a personal trainer, so he, he accelerated a lot faster than most right, people right. would. But it's, it's, it's really a trip, so it should be your goal because if you want this to be a lifelong thing where you know, you're fit and healthy, and you also don't want to have to stress about it all the time because, let me tell you, if your, if your exercise and diet become an added stress on your life, it's not going to last very long. It's going to become a short-lived thing, and it might actually take away from your quality of life. I, I yeah.
3: and I know we've spent a lot of time on this already, but I do think it's important to note this: that you know, this person has a personal body goal right now too. And that's really tough if you have like extreme goals or let's say I want to lose 30 pounds of body fat or I want to build a bunch of muscle. Right. Like you need to be pretty comfortable with your physique kind of where it is and that like that's a part of the reason why too I think it works so well for Sal, is He is he's broken through those old insecurities when, from what he had when he was younger that he's very comfortable in his skin, he's very comfortable with his physique. Sure there's times when he wants to be a little bit leaner than others so he makes a little effort towards being more disciplined or restricting or kicking up his Uh, activity level or whatever but for the most part is always intuitive a lot of that comes with him not having these huge body goals i guarantee if you were to ask him hey sal do you know get up to 240 i guarantee he would probably want to be able to track in order to do that because that's just a major goal to try and achieve that without really putting the numbers and the same Mm -hmm. thing would go for somebody who has a major physique goal where they're trying to change quite a bit yeah
1: when you're extreme yeah. it's 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 a little different but I, I, like i said if your goal if you have body goals you can do it at the same time you can kind of become more intuitive while tracking while adding things up while and if anything your if you as you become more intuitive with your tracking even if your goals are extreme they will help you uh, in the direction to become more efficient and effective with what you're doing so even though you may be doing things like adam said if you want to be a 240 pound you know, monster in the gym, or get super shredded beyond what you may be optimal health. If you're intuitive about it, you'll be able to navigate through it and make better decisions along the way. Anyway, so it's not something you have to put on the back burner. It's something I think you can do no matter what. But you're working the, towards it, absolutely. Yeah
3: quick commercial break you guys we keep getting asked all the time how can i support the mind pump family here's one of the best ways you guys can you guys love that chimera coffee that we have chimera coffee with a k you go to chimera coffee.com put in the discount code mind pump for 10% at the checkout if you guys have not tried ben greenfield's new bars out there fantastic if you want some go to ben greenfield forward slash nature bite put in the code mind pump and get 10% off go check it out
0: next up is nih 32 if you were a Head coach for a football team, how would you run your team? Would you be physically demanding and risk injuries, or would you take a different approach? Can you tell which one, Justin? Yeah, I love this question.
2: <laughs> Go ahead
3: and start us off, then, dude. Let's yeah.
2: I I just think about this because of the way that um, I went through the entire experience and all the different levels. Uh, I only made it to the college level, but um, there was definite distinctive difference with, um, you know, the mentality, especially with the head coach position where, um, I mean, they want to establish this mental discipline. And and I see this a lot on, you know, kind of the younger level where, you know, just trying to herd the kittens, you know, and get them all to um, really buy into um, the, the team dynamic and getting everybody to sort of, um, put their, their best effort out there on the field, they, they tend to abuse that. And then they, they ramp up the intensity way too much. And, you know, this is always something for me going back and reevaluating, you know, kind of how I went through the process. Like I totally would go back and tweak and modify things to where, um, you know, kids got the most benefit out of it also saw the best result. So, Um, It's, it's, it's a very, very much um, you're setting themselves, you're setting all these potential athletes up for problems. They're going to, they're going to hit as they, as they mature and they get further along in the process. So um, for me, it's, I mean, it's always about starting off on the right foot and to, to be able to establish um, the, the way that you should properly train with recovery as an added element um, to be considered is is paramount. It's it's something that's crucial um, for kids to understand that um, you know I, I'm going to put this amount of effort in place in this situation, um, and then I'm going to build off of that. And how can I build off of that by frequency, volume? Uh, I mean, this applies to skills. This applies to you know developing strength, developing power. They all fit in the same formula. So. For for you know this to be an argument whether or not you know they should they should just blast their their athletes to to the nth degree to me is silly it's mm. it's 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 dinosaur it's an old it's method. not
3: it's not the old, I mean some people have evolved from that though right when you agree I mean I don't think they are all still fucking there's a coach. lot of there's a lot of that still there's,
1: there's probably really at that, the lower ranks right? the, yeah
2: there's a lot of that still and and you know it's gotten better the education's gotten better but um I think that um I and and I can understand this is from a coaching perspective like you want to you want you you, you want to establish mental discipline so uh endurance is always one of those things that is overly exaggerated like or it's overly emphasized I should say that that shouldn't be the the utmost goal like you can you can achieve um you know that that type of an endurance like within the game um in less time than i think that coaches realize
3: it's way i tell i tell people this all the time we can move we can move our vo2 max daily and you you cardiovascular adaptation is is like takes 2 weeks so it doesn't take very long Obviously, those are all arbitrary numbers, but I mean, it does not take nowhere near as long in comparison. Like your other adaptations, like with muscular adaptations, it, it takes comes much, and goes fast, right? Yeah, you can manipulate. Yeah, you can manipulate cardio really quick. So. I think it's – you know, I would answer this the same way, Justin. I think it's – we we kind of crack on sports teams all the time that actually are re- reaching uh, for CrossFit as their tool to get their athletes in shape. Yeah, you see uh, that a lot now. Yeah, so the ones that are doing that, I think that's silly. I, uh, like Justin's saying, you could – you would, you would phase your coaching out. I, I, w- I read the question different. I was reading it like what kind of head coach would I be, and I was thinking in my head like all the different types of coaches out there, like who am mm-hmm. I more like? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, an example, if you've seen uh, As We as we Stand Tall or As We Stood Tall, uh, that movie with um, – it's, it's the movie about uh, the De La Salle team. Mm. Uh, that first intro to that movie, I think the first five minutes uh, is totally my style of leadership and how I would probably coach a football team, I get I get chills. I watch that the first five minutes of that show like so many times because I think it's such a powerful way of leadership. Yeah, um, and I and especially like with uh young football players, uh, well,
2: yeah, there's definitely a simplified method that I think that they struck a chord with because when you're when you're dealing with youth and then even like uh, high school level and then kind of getting into uh, college. Like the more simple and um, the more structure of like really fine tuning the skill um, to to make like only like four or five plays we just mastered those four or five plays. This is like for kids that are developing. This is I think this is this is the way to go as a coach um, to really just like really sharpen uh, what it takes to. To make that run the most efficiently, and then we build off of that. So we build off of that in the next level. So now you got you're you're open to more responsibilities. You're open to more um, communication. You know from other positions on the field. But like for now, let's let's keep these kids like well, what, really focused on what can improve. You know their one very skilled position.
1: What's the what's the quote by Bruce Lee? Uh, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once but i fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Right. Yeah, uh, mastering the fundamentals. That's it. So yep. he, here's the thing, like what's the ultimate if we're going to be honest, right? What's the ultimate goal uh, for a coach? It's to, to win, win. Yeah. okay? That's it. Like the, the that's the ultimate goal is to be a winning coach with a winning team. The one thing that can prevent a team from winning more than all the others is injury. Injury will fuck up a team mm-hmm. more than anything else. More than I mean, if you have your players are all hurt, you're fucked. I don't care how good your 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 program is. I don't care how good your whatever. Everybody's hurt, you're you're fucked. So step number one is keep your players from getting hurt. And then number two is improving the performance. It's literally in that, in that order. In fact, when I've trained young athletes, if we're in the off season, that's when I push them. When we're in season. Yep. That's when I step back and I'm like okay in season my job is to keep you from getting hurt and, and once I identify you know imbalances I correct them and oh this is a little tweak let me fix that and your back hurts a little bit let me help you there that's pretty much it so there is no there is no trade off like I think I think this question kind of implies like you push harder, but then risk injury, but then you get better performance, or you push less hard, then you don't get injured, but you get less you get performance. You lazy players. Not true. Yeah. No. yeah. The, the most performance you'll get out of, it, out of anybody, let alone a team, is by the appropriate approach, which is the one that doesn't injure them and maximize their it, I mean, it, it's just like what we talk about with training the body. Mm-hmm. It's no, it is
3: training the body. It's no different. It's just mm-hmm. a different adaptation. We're talking about football, but it's no different than how we speak about building muscle or burning fat, you want to do the least amount of work to elicit the most amount of change. You're just flirting with that line a little bit more when you're talking about athletes like this because you're trying to squeeze some endurance out of them. But it's exactly the same thing. You still want to... Approach their training very strategic, and the way you coach them the same way. So it would be that's why when Justin answered that way, I'm like, it's we're all going to answer the same way yeah. because it's well, the same way we would treat a client who comes in and wants to lose 100 pounds. You totally. wouldn't you wouldn't scream at them, and, and sure you could yell at them like Biggest Loser style and get her to lose the most weight in one week, but you know you'd be fucking her in the long term. Well,
2: yeah, and this is why I mean, from the athlete perspective, like me going through the process, it, like they tried so hard to develop heart. Like who has more heart? Right. Who has that that mental drive? Who has that discipline to do things when you're in uh, adversity, you know, and, and when you're in these sort of positions where you have to overcome and like football is like one of the, the ultimate uh, displays of how to overcome adversity real time. And, you know, besides like combat sports and those types of things where it's like, you know, you have these immediate things that, uh, you know, you have to you have to like figure out like and, and problem solve like on the fly. And I think that, I mean, it's a critical part of the game. And it's definitely something that needs to be considered. However, like you said, like a lot of that needs to be expressed in the offseason. And now, like, it, it has to be more of a mental focus, like, and less of a physical demand going into the actual performance of, you know, the game. And so we're, we're trying to preserve the body, but we're trying to challenge the mind. We're trying to sharpen our ability to problem-solve. And and do all that, and you can do that without like just grinding them into the ground,
3: right? Again, that's going back to the analogy I gave with training the client who needs to lose three hundred pounds. Like you want to push that, you want to push them towards their goals, yeah. But you want to do it in a very methodical way. It's not just, I mean, I absolutely, which is how a shitty trainer would take over that. A shitty trainer handles. A client the same way a shitty coach handles a team. Like I mean it's the same it's the it's same. It's very reflective. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I could just I could just have these kids show up to double days and run them till they all throw up and then push them till you know what I'm saying? And you just keep adding time and pushing them more it's like yeah okay well any but a monkey can do that you yeah. know
1: they don't need a coach for that yeah
3: they don't yeah. need a coach for that what what they need though uh, what a really good coach is lazy be, yeah right yeah. would be would like, be challenge
2: them mentally challenge them on their responsibilities ask them questions you know if this then what right you know and like really get them sharp on on their answers and their critical thinking and you'll do well
0: next up is that CH man 19 are plyometric exercises more beneficial than isometrics? Which is better for sports, powerlifting, and weekend warriors? Good question. So uh, they're both
1: different. They both give different benefits. But mm-hmm. I guess the question is a, you know if you had to pick type of deal. I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll tell you something right now. Isometrics has way more applications than plyometrics. Yeah, a lot more carryover. Way more isom. I-, I can isometrics will affect so many different facets of your performance uh, uh, and your physique, plyometrics will affect a few, uh, or less, I should say, than isometrics. Isometrics are also safer um, and can be performed with varying degrees of intensity. Mm -hmm. Plyometrics can be applied with one degree of intensity. It's all-out explosive type of deal. Um, Isometrics, it's funny to me because they're so... Especially today, although you will see it's starting to, it's to become a trend. Mm-hmm. Isometrics are super underutilized, yep. and uh, you know they just don't get nearly as much credit as they deserve. There's very little individual techniques that I can think of that will give you more bang for your buck than proper isometric 15 training.
2: Fifteen degrees of strength increase on both sides.
1: Yeah, and people think of isometrics as like one. You know, like, oh, isometrics, I'm just going to squeeze my pecs. No, each, each range of motion, you can perform an isometric. You can, if, I, if I'm throwing a baseball, I can simulate isometrics in every piece of that throw with uh, a tool like a stick or a wall or something like that. Um, bench press, deadlift, throwing, jumping, all these things. Isometrics gives you stability. Plyometrics does not give you stability. In fact, if you lack stability, you don't do plyometrics. Justin, you're saying it's a it's a, it's
3: a, it's a fifteen increase both ways, both eccentric and centric. Is that what the fifteen percent is? Uh, no angular. Then, so yeah. angular.
1: Yeah. So angular. if I do isometric here, yeah. then I'm going to get strength from fifteen, 15, and, 15 and fifteen in both degrees front. Oh, got you. So it's you. not yeah. so specific. It's generally specific, but it, not. I mean, it's pretty
2: angular, yeah, specific. Oh, I get what to, you're to saying. Strength, no. But yeah, it'll, it'll sort of irradiate and carry over into, yeah, those varying degrees. 15 like, degrees both uh-huh. ways. Yeah, so, definitely. But yeah, I mean, like, plyometrics definitely have their place. So it's not like... Um, you know, like in any case, like, I think what, what they're also asking is like, so the weekend warrior versus like the athlete versus the powerlifter, you know, that kind of thing, like what has the most application. So, you know, your weekend warrior, I would steer more towards actually the isometrics as being like where we're marketed mostly like P90X and we're marketed all these types of like super intensive types of, of training when we're doing body weight, but it's mainly plyometrics being the focus uh but they're not
1: real plyometrics they're the way they do them on those programs for is yeah just to make you tired for exhaustion. i was yeah. going
3: to say plyos for my sports isometrics for my powerlifting and weekend warriors if i had to divide them and and yeah. and do that right like who would i because you could argue either way and anybody who's saying, hearing us talk all oh, great about isometrics uh, for sure you're going to get mad if you're training for sports and we neglect saying plyometrics because you're going to be able to argue the carryover, not just from the explosiveness, central nervous system training, but also the cardiovascular endurance that you're going to get from the plyometrics that you won't get from the isometrics. So the carryover to that for the Sports, I could see someone debating that. So, mm. to me, isometric wins all the way across, except for in the sports. Well, category. With,
1: with Plyo, though, are, are you really tra- are you really working your cardio? Right. Because and that's it's- more central nervous system yeah, response. It's, it's more central
3: nervous system, but you you can you can apply it in ways that can be can include cardiovascular. I maybe,
1: mean- maybe. I mean. You know, here's the thing. Uh, here's here's more where so I do- than
3: isometric for sure.
1: Yeah, it depends because I can go, I can, I can definitely build uh, strength, endurance, which which will carry over to a little cardio. But here's the thing. I, yeah, but which we, ones, Think about which one's
3: more applicable to like sports where you're moving multi planes. Well, and that's what gonna- I
1: was going to say. Like, how many? It's a very small category of people that I would even apply plyometrics to. Like, most people. How many groups of people would you even have them try a plyo? You know what I'm saying? Only like, athletes. That's mm-hmm. it, right? Only athletes, yeah. I, and only have only ones that. that are pretty well trained. So that's stable. why I say does the, yeah. the plyometrics
3: yeah. definitely not apply to the weakened warriors or the powerlifters? Isometrics hundred percent applies yeah. to those yeah, that two. Makes sense. And you could debate plyo and iso for sports, yeah. right? Because I, that's why I felt like you have to throw plyos in there. For the sports person, is saying that that's better potentially for that, although isometrics absolutely have their place, arguably in there too, and in, in a very close second. Mm-hmm. But for weekend warriors, like I definitely think weekend warriors don't even need to include plyometrics. They're, the the benefits that plyometrics give, which I know everyone's seen all the studies and the marketing bullshit that you've all read, it's it's for a weekend warrior. There's a lot of other things I'd rather have you focus on that mm-hmm. uh, I think are and the, talking about isometrics. I can have you do isometric holds that are going to work on your posture. That is going to give you way more carryover, change your life for the better, way more well, than yeah. teaching you an explosive box jump. You know, big
2: time with that because what you're doing with plyometrics, if you already have like Which, bad by the way, recruitment patterns, like if, if I'm I'm. I'm basically the highest form of expression of my body. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing now uh, by doing a plyometric, but but I'm doing it with poor recruitment patterns. So I'm basically heightening my poor recruitment pattern to the nth degree. Right. Uh, versus like if I could if I could just slow down and focus on you know compartmentalizing each part of the movement with isometrics. You know I'm going to be able to see discrepancies there a lot. Uh, more distinctively to work on and I can and I can work on that versus like I'm just gonna throw my body into into the movement with shitty form with this is, the, the yeah.
1: beauty. The beauty of isometrics is you can apply it to anybody. I mean when I say anybody, I literally mean yeah. from the extreme, extreme, extreme beginner, the injured person, the person with compromised movement. In fact, I would probably start with isometrics all the way to the most advanced athlete, mm-hmm. could I apply isometrics? It's it can apply to everybody. You know, it's, it's so moldable. Just, Plyos or not?
3: Justin yeah. talking about the plyometrics on that. It, it makes me want to climb up on my soapbox for a minute because I this is one of the things that used to drive me fucking crazy about the fitness industry and uh, the a lot a lot of at home programs uh, have taken. This and have definitely gift wrapped it a t- fucking hundred different ways and sell the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And plyometrics really, I'll tell you right now, it don't really have a lot of a lot of place other than training some athletes. Yep. If you're not training I an athlete agree. and they have really marketed it hard towards weight loss, you know who I see do plyometrics. I, you know, I never, I rarely ever see an actual athlete doing plyometrics. The person I normally see in the gym doing plyometrics is the really overweight person. Yeah. That is trying to lose body fat because they've been someone's fucking put a study up or showed something that shows how much more fat you burn when you do plyometrics. And so now you've got all these people jumping on boxes and doing explosive movements that have t- poor recruitment patterns, that have terrible proprioception, that have no business doing those movements, but are doing it because they read somewhere or saw something or got marketed to this I, way. I don't
1: think I've ever yep. in a gym, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do a plyo properly. I swear to god like maybe once or twice uh but i almost never do i see someone do a play the way people do plyometrics is they do them CrossFit to style. get tired they yeah. do them crossfit style. you know they'll jump 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 and in between sets and i'm going to do this other exercise right afterwards and it's to get really tired a plyo is similar to think of it as you're, or you're just practicing to explode mm-hmm. you should not feel tired and fatigued you shouldn't feel like your legs are going to fall off. By the time it gets to that point, you're, not, you're no longer getting benefit from the plyo. It's literally you should feel strong and fresh with every rep. And then when you start to feel fatigued, it's time to move on and do something else because now that you have fatigue, you're, you're losing any potential benefit you can get from the plyo. And that's, that's really the truth. I, I think most people should stay away from plyometrics unless you're, super, uh, you're pretty advanced. You're an athlete like Adam said. Isometrics? Everybody, or everybody you have, gets unless benefit. you have
3: specific goals, right? So maybe you're not an athlete completely, but then for some reason you really want to increase your vertical, yes. and so you're you're working on that, or you you really want to increase Goal specific, your, yeah, your yeah, right. For if you have you have goals, or you're an athlete. Other than that, it don't belong. Well, let
1: me, me ask you guys this question. I, I don't even know if the study would exist, but I'd love to see it. Let's say you took a bunch of everyday regular basketball players, and you divided them in half, and one half you had them. I already know you're going. Or and, one
3: squatting barbell And squat. the other one just do squats. Yeah, yeah. the guy doing squats is going to see It's going to get more. Way more. more. They're going
1: to get more vertical, well, right? Uh, you know, now the, let's take it as such. That's
3: such a great – well, I'm an example of this, and many kids I'm sure that did this made the same mistake I did. Was I grew up in the era of the jump shoes, strength shoes? Yeah. Strength shoes yeah. were came in during my time in high school playing sports, and absolutely, we all bought them, we all had mm-hmm. them, we all fucking trained in them. We all had these p- big platforms, and basically, your heel was suspended off of the ground. Just so people yeah. know, and San Jose State actually, I saw this years. All these later.
1: ruptured Achilles. Tendons S- like
3: San Jose oh State my did an actual, finally, did a study. Right, so the funny part is these shoes were around for many years. And they were a bunch of bullshit and tons of people. I mean, somebody made millions of dollars and tons of people have tried them and used them. Shit, I bought them. And there's no real direct studies on them. And there is now. I know there's probably plenty now. And I remember going to San Jose State maybe about, I don't know, 10 years ago and in their kines department reading a study, uh, the professor there actually did a study on those shoes and compared it to squats. So, like you're saying, so basically plyometrics, comparing them to mm-hmm. squats, and yeah, the squats absolutely destroyed, blew it away. Yeah, jumping around on. And so I'd like to take use. it.
1: I'd like to take it a step further, and have one group do plyos and one group just do proper full range of motion. When I say full range of motion, I mean isometrics from different ranges of motion. Isometrics. I would venture to say, the isometrics would perform. A little bit better. No joke. Plyos are really good mm-hmm. in combination with other shit by themselves. There, really should, much. there actually should be studies on there all this. There should be because this. this is – and
2: yeah. I, I would really love to, to promote that because, I mean, that's how my brain works. I'm like, if I could, if I could hyper-connect to different angles of this movement, like, really what it is is you're, you're, you're accessing and you're telling your body, like, I need to produce this amount of force right now as quickly as possible. You know, what's the first operating system with that? Mm. Tension, tension. And it's also, you know, it's neurological, you know, so you you need to be able to, to, to provide that stimulus. And that's not coming just from, you know, obviously you have to have access to the strength of it, but it it really, I mean, you're commanding that. Mm. And so you have to be that connected to your central. Nothing else I know that off the top of my head, other than isometrics does that. Right. Good point.
1: Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash Mind Pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash Mind Pump and get a 30-day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mindpump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Trev
0: Lucy, is there any friction between you guys because of your different lifestyles and personalities? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. fuck not, these guys. Yeah, not yeah. at all.
3: I don't think I don't. We and we've talked about this before. I mean,
1: we argue and debate sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's usually is, me and you, Adam. Is there <laughs> friction though? Uh, no, it's not friction. Have you ever left work upset and mad at me? N- have I ever left? Yeah. No, I've left thinking like fucking asshole. Yeah, we crawled up his ass. <laughs> yeah. no, no. You know it's funny? It's I, who did I ask the other day? Taylor. Because me, I don't remember what we were talking about. And me and you were getting at a big old. Oh, it was the over, first time he'd seen that. Yeah, we were getting a big old discussion debate over something, and
3: he got all awkward and left.
1: Well, so <laughs> yeah. here's the thing: like I know uh, how these things work. Here's the thing, and I've Justin, been,
2: I've been a, a, an observer. Of, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, both, uh, both me and Adam are, we're very passionate, uh, loud, and expressive communicators. So when we both have a point that we want to make, and they're different, or maybe we have a differing of opinions it gets louder and more passionate and it becomes a very good... And we're both very good at expressing our position. And so it just goes back and forth. And it used to make people uncomfortable around us, but I think now everybody gets used to it (laughs) and they know that it's it's all good. Well, you know what? And
3: in in their defense, for the people that have have got to be around it for the first time or whatever, it is... Let me tell you, I have worked with a lot of people in my life. Um, For sure... The probably the only person I've ever been able to do that with to that to push it to that level and it still be very healthy. There's not a lot of people that still have because I believe that even in it, we still have the awareness of of knowing, You're still what, listening to the other right point of view and and yeah. exactly. And it's not about winning the argument, really. It's and I'm I am actually that's a good point, mm-hmm. Jesse, because normally, like, uh, you know, when I advise people and like helping people with like communication with each other, right? So. Rule number one is to not raise your voice and not argue and not fight because that instantly shuts the other person off and they're no longer listening and they're just debating. But when we actually get into these things, I'm actually listening very carefully of what he's saying because I want to hear, like I want to hear what he's so passionate about. I know that if he's if he's saying something and he feels that passionate about it, he he's not he wouldn't do that. Like you wouldn't fight. None neither one of us would fight the other one unless we really do feel strongly about something. And so and I also and so here comes the important piece is I have so much respect for you that I know that I respect your opinion, I respect your intelligence, and so if you feel that passionate about it I, sh- I better listen to it. And even if you're 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 wrong or i right, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right. It's about getting to the best answer. And sometimes that's normally, or not some, most times this is what happens is maybe we both go back and forth and maybe we even leave, which has happened before, where we leave it like, I don't know, I don't agree with you, I don't agree with you. And then all of a sudden a compromise happens where it's like a blend of what we both were kind of saying. Like, you know what? I agree. or Or someone goes like, all right, well, let's run this way. Let's try this. And then, like, let's visit it, revisit it, and see. And then we'll try it your way. You yeah, know?
1: you're you're when you're when you're with someone when you're with a team and you're working together because we're on the same fucking team. Like we all have the same goal. Yeah. So it it y- your ego does definitely the ego never likes to be wrong. Okay, it simply does not like to be wrong. So if I'm having a discussion or a debate with a teammate and my I think the website should be blue and I really fucking believe that blue is the color and they say that it should be red and they're super passionate about it being read, my ego really doesn't want to be fucking wrong. Mm. even if I. And while we're arguing, the other person makes a great point and shows me all this fucking evidence, and I'm like, holy shit, they might be right. My ego still doesn't want to be wrong, so I may still try to hold on to my guns. And so one of the most important things that I think we all do that's really good, and I think part of it's with our age and experience, and part of it is we're just all growth-minded, is that I've done this to myself, where I've been in an argument or a debate. And I've stopped myself halfway through and realized this is my ego now is starting to, to speak up a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to take a step back because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about my ego. I really don't care how good my ego feels. I want the best answer. I think you're right. I think honestly, it, it, a lot
2: of it is years and in, in wisdom and understanding what you're what you're speaking upon, if it's upon your own ego or if it's upon what's really benefiting the group. And I think that we're able to decipher that sort of coming into the conversation. And <laughs> a lot of the heated, you know, sort of squabbles, it's, it's coming from, usually it's coming from like two really like, you know, attractive options. Like the, these, these two options, like could definitely exist, but one came from somebody's mind. One came from another and now we're meeting somewhere where it's like, no, but this is really how I see it. And you're just – the passion comes from trying to describe and, and be heard because I think a lot of times what we're doing is, um, you know, we're, we're so passionate and, and, like, myopic in the way that we think about it that, um, you know, like, it, it's it's hard to get challenged, mean like, mid-thought, mm-hmm. right? And so – and I think that's why the, the it escalates. It escalates a little bit with like the, the, the tone gets louder. Then yeah. The other tone gets louder. And well, then again, but then it all sort of like, and I think for my my role in that is really as the observer is to um, you know decipher both points, but also like interject one word in there and then you both think <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? And then that's like the seed that, that turns into what it really was supposed to be.
1: Well, I think here's one thing that's really cool is that uh, I've never worked with a team where everybody knows when, and as individuals, each of us know when it's time to lead, and the rest of us know when it's time to follow. And it's happened yeah, with all of us. Totally, I've never been in a situation like that. Every situation, usually, what I've been in is I've either early on in my career was was following, and then much for most of my career I was leading, and that was it. And what what I'm learning from this is effective leadership is actually knowing when to follow as well. Mm. Even if you are just the leader, even if you are the boss, is knowing when you have that teammate or that employee, even who's working for you, who you're just like, hey man, you lead. I'm gonna do what you tell me because this is your this is your wheelhouse or whatever. And we're all pretty good at that. I, I, I it it it's almost like, you know, when the word says the the question says friction. I haven't I haven't felt any friction with that. There's definitely yeah. been moments where I felt like I was leading and but I, I nobody was like you know irritated about it or weird about it and then there was moments where i was taking a back seat and i'm following mm-hmm. and i'm fucking happy doing that because i know that this particular whoever's leading at this moment that's the person that should be leading at this moment yeah. it's a very interesting i've never been on a team like that before so it's a pretty cool pretty cool situation Well, it also
3: it's talking about our lifestyles and personalities um so i'm trying to think of like lifestyle stuff and personality like you know maybe the the things that we're into <laughs> so i there, none of this is 100% nothing's caused friction but i i can share with the audience like some things that are like definite lifestyle things that, and personalities that are unique and funny <laughs> yeah. and different like you know for sure uh uh sal is very routine about like his he likes his his gym time and his morning routine and, he, and if he likes that and if our scheduling gets in the way of that i know it throws him off and he doesn't like that so yeah. that's him that's oh, yeah. important i don't i've learned not to fuck with that you know what i'm saying it's like okay like he's got consistent right he's got to yeah. get his he's got to get his workout in early in the morning and you know if if what we're doing can wait later or do different time then so be it where I'm not like that. I'm I'm bad about that. Like I'm very inconsistent about what time I do it and it's not as much of a priority. So, and that's important to him and I know that, you know. So, I've I've learned to be okay with things like that. And that's a different personality trait. <laughs> um Justin, uh, you you know one of the things that's different about his personality that I've learned over over years too is like uh, if he's if he's fucked up or his, there's something he needs to work on or something that he's struggling with, you got to let him work it out in his own head first. I can't come over and try and be daddy or you can't tell him.
1: pry. You can't pry yeah, from him, right? Or pry from that's him what or, I've noticed.
3: Or, yeah, like if if you if he wants to share with you or if he wants your opinion or help, he'll ask it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. um, you know, I've learned to to be be mindful of those times when I can see that he's kind of going <laughs> through that. Um.
1: What what, what what I mean so accurate about uh, about Justin? That's that totally is, true. Yeah. You cannot prive, um You know, it, we, we are pretty different in certain things. A- Adam definitely. So here's something I've 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 grown from working with Adam. Adam is uh, he's ex- very straightforward. And what I mean by that is we're all very straightforward. Okay, <laughs> we're all of us are very honest and straightforward. Mm. But there's a certain amount of. Uh, you know, when you're talking to people, there's a certain amount. I don't know. The word might be cooth. Maybe it's, maybe that's the wrong word. Where you're like, okay, I don't want to be. I'm not going to be offensive, so I'm going to say it a, this particular way. <laughs> Whereas Adam just says it. Yeah. If you if you don't have if you're not strong and confident in yourself and in, in what you're doing, or if you don't know Adam, you might just think he's just being mean to me. But then you realize, like, no, that's how he's talking to everybody. Um, it's just that's just Adam, and he's being very straightforward. Don't take it personal. This is how, and he'll take it. Like he'll, he's not one to dish it out and not take it. You can give it right back to him, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all good. And uh, and that's something that's different um, than I guess. Like I, I I tend to word my way my my words a little differently sometimes, so that may be a little different. Um, what else? Do you oh, remember? We, do you remember scenarios
3: with each one of us? Like, I'm trying to think of the first time that I got that signal when from Justin. Like, can you think of time or like do you talk about that where I'm <laughs> too direct to somebody? Have I been really direct to somebody uh, recently? You
1: no, with- you're just you know. I, at <laughs> first, I remember thinking like, and this was really early on, and it wasn't like I said I respected you, so it wasn't a big deal. But I remember thinking like, fuck, he's in a bad mood. Like, <laughs> is he in a bad mood? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then and then after and then after a few weeks, I was like, no, that's just. Sometimes he talks that way, but it's not. He's not uh, mean. It's not really mean spirited. It's just straightforward. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just very direct, and it's all good. And to be honest with you, in business especially, it cuts the superfluous bullshit anyway. Yeah. Like we don't need all that other stuff. Just <laughs> be- if
2: you get past it, you appreciate it. Like, yeah, yeah. You just know. You know exactly what you're going to get as an answer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah.
1: Doug is extremely easy to work with. I think for anybody. I think yeah. if, I don't. I don't care who you who you are you anybody can work with doug because he's a he's a super chameleon super hard worker chameleon chameleon, and uh just very uh aware of how he might be affecting someone and his
3: lifestyle and personality he again going to the chameleon thing is that i mean he's definitely molded those things around us like he's allowed us the freedom to you know, I mean, it probably annoys him that I smoke pot in the in the studio sometimes. But, <laughs> You know, he's like, whatever, if that's his thing, and, and I don't he's abuse learned to adapt. right. I don't yeah. abuse it either because I'm sure he doesn't enjoy it or like it and stuff of that. But it's you know, it's uh, that I think the, those are the type of things where he has allows a lot of flexibility with stuff like that that may not be his style or his personality or lifestyle. So um, he is probably the, for sure the easiest. of No, out, I think of all of us.
1: as long as we, you know, because whenever you look at. Um, Teams that succeed together. The thing that tends to get in the way later on is when egos get really big, and then you get a you know people argue over who's doing who who came up with what and who said this and I'm that and you're that, and uh, that is a that is a problem that I think any team will have, including ours. However, I'm so confident uh, with us dealing with that particular issue because we all kind of check ourselves and check each other. Um, so well. And I, I honestly don't see any one individual getting to that point to where the other team can't, the other people of the team can't help that person rein that in because mind pumps a lot bigger than it was when we first started. And hopefully it gets, you know, much bigger than that. And, uh, I could see us all just making sure we check each other and and remembering the purpose of why we're doing what we do. And I, I don't see this ending anytime uh, in the in the future uh, as a result. Yeah, I don't
3: and I I don't ever see friction from it either because no. I think the way we all it's just getting stronger. All those things that we even just talked about, about about each other, I think we all have viewed them as growth opportunities for ourselves, right? So I think that um, it, it never is a friction. If there's some of a disagreement, there's arguing, there's anything like where we don't see eye to eye. Everyone has the, uh, you know, awareness to look at it like, oh, there's an opportunity for growth. Me here, I could learn something more about either how this person does this or about that person. So I don't ever see friction.
1: Excellent. Uh, with that, uh, check us out on YouTube, Mind Pump TV. In fact, we've actually done some videos on plyometric training. We talked about that earlier in the episode. We show some videos on how to do plyometrics properly. So there's a big difference between the right way and the way everybody else does them also if you go to mindpumpmedia.com, we have 30 days of coaching it's free it's basically just a ton of free information on fitness wellness health and performance that we've compiled and compressed into easily digestible uh, you know pieces of our episodes that are timestamped uh, you know timestamp for you um, you know we have bullet points uh, it's really valuable information it's available for free also if you want to ask us a question that we answer in an episode like this one, Just go to Instagram, go on our page, Mind Pump Media, find the Q&A picture, ask your question underneath, and we may just
0: pick it. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.